0: my name is drew joiner and you're listening to the beyond the garment podcast a podcast dedicated to enriching the lives of others by talking about sustainability fashion art and culture we hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we enjoyed creating it all right let's get to today's episode I am so excited about today's episode. If you don't know about United by Blue, um, it is one of my favorite brands right now because of their sustainable focus and clean product offerings. I've worked with the brand in the past and the more I learn about UBB, which is just the abbreviation for the brand, the more I love it. And and today's guest, um, we have the social media and content coordinator for the brand. Allow me to introduce the talented Aubrey Abel. Aubrey, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well, Drew. Thanks for the intro.
0: Of course, of course, of course. How are things going for you in in, in the, the East Coast, PA?
1: It's going okay. A little cloudy, a little cold, but we're on our way to spring. That's all that matters.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, if you don't know, well, most people probably know this, The the East Coast has been swamped with a whole bunch of snow and a whole bunch of just cold weather um and, and in colorado we've been pretty cold too but not just the, the snow hasn't been like it has like i've seen in the east coast so we're we're, we're sending our prayers out to <laughs> all the people out there
1: Appreciate but, it. yeah it's it's pretty for the first few days until it all turns gray from the salt and the snow plows so man not looking anymore. <laughs>
0: well aubrey um Let's start with the first question of, of the podcast question. I love starting out with, which is, you know, what is your background? Where are you from and how is it like for you growing up as a kid?
1: All right. So I'm actually from Orwigsburg, Pennsylvania. It's a super small town that most people have never heard of. Um, yeah. What was it like,
0: in Orwigsburg? Or-
1: Orwigsburg. Yeah.
0: Orwigsburg.
1: So okay, cool. do you drink yingling beer at all?
0: No, I've never never, heard
1: never of it. had. Oh my mm. gosh. Okay. I feel like most people, that's like usually how I start my intros. Most people have drunk or drank yingling beer before, um, but I'm from the area where it's made. So that's oh, one wow. of our, one of our only calls to fame. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> there's that. And then we have Hawk Mountain, which is uh, a big hiking area. A lot of people come to our area for that too. And that's about it. Um, very rural area, lots of farms. Um, I personally loved growing up there but I love living in the city now it's a good back and forth I'm only about an hour and a half from Philly where I grew up so oh. going back and forth to see my family is, is pretty easy and it's a good good way to get out of the city sometimes um definitely yeah I, I was an only child um so I'm really close to my family now which is great um and then wow. I am currently engaged to my high school sweetheart so we've been together Aww. for about eight years
0: wow Um, same
1: yeah same small town um and he actually school in philly and i went to school at penn state for marketing so did a lot of traveling back and forth to philly and we both decided this is where we wanted to to set up shop so yeah that's
0: incredible that's incredible i want to know how did you two meet that that is i gotta know like (laughs) what is the high school story that's high school sweetheart that's incredible
1: (laughs) (laughs) it's a funny story actually um he is two years older than me so I always like thought he was like the super cool guy. Um, and we just like never really talked. It was like a high in the hallways. And then I think I actually made the first move, believe it or not. I reached wow. out to him on Facebook because we were both really into iPhone photography at the time. And that was like our connection. And I wanted to know what he used to edit his iPhone photos. Wow. So I reached out about that. Yeah. And then the rest is somewhat history. We both realized we're not cool at all. We're both like totally <laughs> <innocent>. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: that's awesome. I mean, um, kudos to you and congratulations on you guys's relationship. I mean, Thank eight you. years, especially for young people. Yeah. Um, it's hard to you know because as a young person you you change sometimes you change what you like what you don't like you know one day you like tomatoes next day you hate tomatoes <laughs> that kind of thing so um but that's incredible and your upbringing as an only child i i can empathize with that. i actually grew up as an only child as well awesome. and so i know that you know family family is a huge part of an only child's life because yeah. you don't have siblings and your mom or your dad or whoever is in your life as a family member is sometimes your best friend and yeah. you know that's just that's just how it is um, Um, But that's a very, that's a very uh, humble and and great upbringing. Uh, I want to kind of segue into the photography because you hit on it a little bit when you're in (laughs) high school um, with with your, with your boo. Um, You know, when did you first get into, you know, dabbling in photography?
1: I want to say I was like 14 or 15 when it it kind of started to interest me with iPhone photography and I never really had a camera. I had like a point and shoot like Kodak or whatever it was, Mm -hmm. but, um, I used to think that those photos were awesome. And when I look back at them, I'm like, yikes, (laughs) but I was like really, really into my iPhone photography. Um, and then I just started, like, I got my first camera. It was a, geez, what was it like a Nikon? It was nothing special but it was an icon and i didn't know anything about manual settings i just kind of like figured it out as i went yeah. um i would just use like all the auto settings i had like this crazy zoom lens that i used for portraits because I liked the, the bokeh and the blur in the background, and I didn't know what I was doing with aperture or shutter speed. So mm-hmm. I just used this like crazy zoom lens and stood super far from my subjects. Um, <laughs> that's one of the things I don't miss. <laughs> um, and I would just get my friends out there and I would ask them to model for me. And we would just go out in the random fields and the cornfields and take photos. And it was just a lot of practice. Um, so I actually have no formal training with my photography. Like I said, I went to school um, at Penn State for marketing so mm-hmm. I didn't take a single photography class I had like a few mentors along the way um, I had an internship in high school with Shar Company which is a, a small small photography group in Lancaster PA actually Meyerstown. Um and I, I learned a lot from the women there and just kind of like googling and I eventually figured out what shutter speed and aperture were
0: <laughs> definitely
1: <laughs> and I now shoot with a Mark four and a prime lens. So
0: I'm with the world. (laughs) And Aubrey, um, how would you like, there might be someone who's listening right now who is, you know, in their journey when, with photography, um, would you would you if you could go back would you change anything would you take some classes do you do you think the resources are there for you online and you can really just find out about them if you just have the drive and the desire talk to me a little bit about that
1: yeah 100% I mean I still feel like there's so much for me to learn and it's just like taking the time to google it and like sit down and watch these youtube videos or spend like 200 to 300 dollars on like a, a course online Um, there's so many photographers out there that have made it big on Instagram that now make their living off of educating other young photographers. Um, so I think that would have been, would have been huge for me, especially if like you're getting into it now, those resources are definitely out there and you don't necessarily, I think, I mean, it's helpful if you go to school for it and like you're at a photography school or something, or you take classes at a college, but Mm -hmm. there are definitely so many ways to get involved with it and learn so much just from, i mean google youtube everything like that definitely Um, i think i struggled a little bit and i just kind of wanted to figure it out for myself in the beginning but i think asking the questions even to to people that i knew would have been helpful and i was pretty stubborn and i just wanted to like figure it out i'm like no this is good this is this is what i should be doing and i could have gotten better a lot faster if i had used the right resources
0: definitely definitely and do you ever see yourself um kind of becoming that teacher or, or you know using the things that you've learned to help others or is that is, is it more so just a personal journey of, of growth for you right now
1: I like helping people a lot I actually have um, one of my good friends is kind of like a little sister to me and she wanted to get into photography she's a few years younger and um I helped her like pick out her first camera and I would she used to model for me so then it was we kind of switched roles and I'd show her like you want to be at this angle or set your camera with these settings um so I, I do like teaching um I guess I feel like I'm not necessarily in like without that formal training, I almost feel like I wouldn't be the best person, but I, I don't know. I always have that kind of feeling about myself, even though I'm, I'm probably very capable of it. Um, definitely. Yeah. So, I mean, I get reached out to a lot on, on Instagram of people asking me what I edit with or what tools I shoot with. Um, and I like to to help in any way I can with that.
0: Definitely. Definitely. And I know that, um, I mean, I I can only imagine the amount of times people have reached out and and asked those questions because your work is is nice. It is incredible. And I I, obviously I did the research before having you on as, as a guest and I'm impressed. And I think a lot of people kind of see the attention to detail that you put into the shots that you take and your style. Um, And speaking of your style, how would you how would you describe that to someone who maybe has never seen your photos before? Obviously, this is going to be an audio podcast. So (laughs) try to try to paint that picture for me.
1: (laughs) I guess I'd say it's very natural. Um, That was another thing with like not having that formal background. I never had like a studio class or I never really learned what I was doing with strobes and all the lighting um, with like a studio. Um, So I was just I was always in natural light. And I I didn't really experiment a whole lot with like harsh shadows or harsh light at all. So I kind of strayed towards being in the shade or shooting towards like golden hour or the morning. Um, But I feel like now I'm kind of getting out of my comfort zone a little more, pushing myself to like experiment with light a little bit more. But it's still very, my style is very natural and lifestyle-esque. I like to just have like that natural feel to things and not feel super posed um, or super like, I don't know, that harsh light. So Definitely.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I totally get that from your photos. Um, one of the questions I want to ask you is kind of a segue in question. And we're going to start talking about United by Blue a little bit. Um, for those who don't know, can you explain what United by Blue is? And then we'll kind of talk about what your role in, in, the, in the company is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so United by Blue, UBB, is um, a sustainable lifestyle and fashion company We're actually based out of Philadelphia, Um, so we sell anything from clothing to sustainable like kitchen items, um, backpacks, hiking boots, cute sandals, so it's kind of like anything sustainable you want to find, you can probably find it there, Um, and we've also started selling a lot of third-party brands, so we don't necessarily make our own denim in-house, but we work with brands like Warp & Weft, DL 1961 Denim, and we kind of source... kind of became like a marketplace for all of these other sustainable brands. So for the customer, we kind of vet those brands, make sure their practices are ethical. They're using sustainable manufacturing. And then we sell those items as well. So we have our own items that we create and manufacture and design. And then we also have some third-party brands as well.
0: Definitely, definitely. And you guys do some community outreach things, do you not as well? I'm pretty sure I saw something... I saw something where it was a banner of, United. it was actually in Denver as I was just looking through Instagram and it was like picking up trash or something of that sort. Um, but it was literally a banner of United by blue in Denver. And that was before I even knew about you guys, but then I kind of put two and two together. I was like, is that the same thing? And you guys also, do you guys also do some outreach things as well? Correct? Yeah.
1: So I guess I did forget literally the biggest part of what the company is based on, but for every product sold, we pick up a pound of trash from the world's waterways. So that started, our company is only about 10 years old um, and it actually started with um, our two co-founders, Mike and Brian, who kind of just did this one-for-one mission with it. So they started out just selling t-shirts and for every t-shirt sold, they would go out with their family and friends and it started out super small and they would do these little community cleanups along the rivers, waterways in Philadelphia Um, and now it's, it's grown to I mean, we, we clean up millions of pounds a year. So yep. for every item sold, we go out there and we have a lot of community. So before COVID, obviously, we had a lot of community cleanups. So we would yeah. organize them around the, the entire U.S. And then we would also have what we call high yield cleanups, which um, we had one last spring in Trenton. And it was an old dump site, actually. And we were able to get like 300,000 pounds from that. Um, And a lot of it was shingles from buildings. And we have a whole team that was able to find out that we could find this one company who would take these shingles and then break it all down and turn it into material to make roads. Wow. So it's all about like reusing these things, not just necessarily taking them to another recycling facility, um, but like seeing how we can do better with all of it.
0: Definitely. And um There's there's so much trash in the world. I I literally was just looking at um, a a TikTok and it was a TikTok that basically showed like, you know, uh, had a a person and then it had like how much trash they produce, like just individually. And it was like, okay, like whatever. They had the average of like three bags of trash a day, a day. And then it showed like the entire, you know, metro of New York City and it showed this mountain literal mountain of trash. And then it showed the United States, it showed like a planet of trash worth, you know, it's incredible how much waste actually goes into the world. And so I think, I think that, you know, if you're listening, and, you know, you want to get connected with, with a business with a community with individuals such as United by Blue, because, you know, the world is going to need a lot more people doing what United by Blue does to help pick up and to help clean up the planet because we are actually headed in a very detrimental situation. Um, I don't know if you want to speak to that at all.
1: Yeah, but. definitely. And I think one of the things we also try to focus on is just creating less waste. So not only taking it to the right places or making sure you're not littering, making sure you're recycling in the right places, but just using less. So that's, I mean, a big part of our, our like sustainable kitchen items and household items. Um, we use like stasher bags, we sell those. So instead of using your Ziploc bag, you can replace that. And it might be very small things, but when you start to realize that a lot more people are starting to live that way, that's a lot less waste created. Absolutely. Um, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. There, I mean, there's so many things that we could go off in on little tangents because the plastic, the plastic bag, that's a good point. Like imagine how many plastic bags are just thrown away from, you know, just kitchen use or whatever, whatever, doggy treats, whatever it is. Um, But let's talk a little bit about your role at UBB. Um, How did you first get involved with the, uh, the brand?
1: Um, So after I graduated from Penn state back in 2019, um, I actually interned with urban home office in Philly and I was on the anthropology social team And that was kind of, I always thought like, I don't know, I like photography, I like marketing, see how I can kind of like, blend these two together. Um, And social kind of came into my mind with that. And I liked, I loved the part of the content creation. So Mm. taking these photos and knowing that they'll do well on social media, that kind of thing was, was a really interested me. And I didn't do any of that at Anthro. So I was strictly like scheduling posts. Um, I spent like all my time on Instagram, and it wasn't as creative as I would have hoped and then um, after my internship I was unemployed for a little bit and UBB was one of the few other brands in Philly that I was really interested in and I started at UBB as a part-time photographer and they were eventually able to bring me on as full-time photographer so I went into it as basically a studio photographer so I was doing all of the Um, The studio images to have like the product images online and I didn't know anything about studio lighting and they they're a great team for learning Um, and I think I mean you 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 interviewed Kelly um, so Mm -hmm. she's my my boss and she helped me learn so much about studio lighting and I think she just noticed that I had an eye for it and that that could be taught and I'm glad that she took the chance on me because I've been here since then Um, and then yeah, after being a full-time photographer um, for about two months, then everybody started working from home when COVID hit. And I actually was laid off with about 15 of my coworkers. Um, and wow. I didn't know what I was going to do next. Um, and I really, I loved working for the company. So I was very hopeful that I'd be able to come back. And one of our, um, one of my coworkers, Leah, who was working for social media um, with DBB at the time, ended up taking a job in New York. And they called me right away because they knew that that was kind of the direction I wanted to go with my career. Mm -hmm. And I started a few weeks later. So I've been in that role, this role since May of 2020.
0: And how has that transition
1: been? It's been tough. I mean, I like, I mean, working from home has been, has been interesting. I think, I mean, I'll talk about this a little later, I think, but. I loved the idea of working remotely at first and not driving the 15 minutes back and forth, but um, I'm very much a talkative person. So me being alone in my bedroom all day long at my desk has been tough, but we're very much a, a communicative team and we're constantly messaging each other and brainstorming and that helps a lot. But I mean, you don't get that, like, I don't know, that conversation that you usually get when you're sitting next to each other in an office or... I don't know, just walking in the door at the office, that's that's tough not having. But Definitely. from a, a career standpoint, I really um, – I transitioned, like I said, from the photographer to social media, and I do really enjoy social. It's different than I thought it would be. Um, you have to be on constantly. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I know I, I don't have to work on the weekends, but I'm getting those messages, and I'm like, oh, I feel like I need to answer these, or – I need to post stories. You still don't know how you can't do this, but you can't schedule stories on Instagram. So no logging on on the weekends to do that. Um, depending on what time of day it is, sometimes it's better to post at 8 PM. So I'm, I'm logging on to do that. So you're never really off, but I love the, like the social aspect of it. I like being able to style images that I know are going to do well on, on Instagram and Facebook. Um, and then, getting to meet people like you through partnership programs and, um, just, I don't know, creating those, those relationships with people through this app is a really neat part of it.
0: Definitely. Definitely. And what is, um, UBB's kind of main platforms that, that are used for social?
1: Definitely Instagram. Um, I mainly focus on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. But TikTok obviously is alive mm. and well, so it's, Very been, much so it's been hard as like, I'm a one person team with social, so it's been hard to kind of create content for all of these different things, even like Instagram reels when that kind of, I mean, that's fairly new too. trying to yep. figure out, okay, I'm, I'm alone. I'm not at the office. I don't have all the products with me. I don't have my coworkers to jump in these shots. Like, how am I going to make all this all happen? So that's been very challenging with working from home. Um, I was in the studio earlier today, which is like 15-minute drive from where I am, which isn't bad. But
0: Mm -hmm, then when mm -hmm. I'm in
1: there creating content, it's kind of tough to get all my other stuff done. I have all these emails piling up. Um, So it's been interesting to manage all of it. But that kind of swayed from your question. But mostly Instagram is our our main platform.
0: No, I think that's really important, too, Um, especially for, I don't know, like like for 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 something like UBB and and just for any business, honestly, um, you people are probably really curious. People are always asking me, you know, how do you how do you create the content? How do you get so much done? And it's just it takes a lot of grinding, yeah. and it it really does. You just and it takes a a lot of just creative, a lot of just being like kind of uniquely creative and, and doing things that you know that work and trying new things and it can be exhausting it can yeah. truly be exhausting so i i i can definitely empathize <laughs> with that because you know from you know from branded content to podcast content to personal brand content it it gets a lot and i can yeah for you it, it's a as a one person team that's incredible that you, get a, you can accomplish what you accomplish. Uh, kudos to you. We do
1: currently have a great studio photographer, Mark, who has been amazing. And he now does all the product photography that I had done. Um, and he can usually help out with a few shots here and there, but he's so bogged down with all the, the product photography that it's usually just, he doesn't have the time for it either. So a lot yeah. of the time it is it is me, but it works. And it's, it's fun to be able to bounce ideas off of my creative team, um so we have a graphic designer, Lindsay, and then there's Kelly and me and Mark. So that makes up the creative team. Um and we just kind of try to brainstorm as much as possible. We have our weekly brainstorm meetings on Monday to get the flow started <laughs> for the week. But yeah, it's it's not only like physically exhausting sometimes, but just emotionally trying to think of all the ideas just like mentally it's taxing.
0: Yeah, I totally I totally totally get you. <laughs> I, I really do, uh, and I—I <laughs> I just had a thought in my head. Like I have two of those people on my podcast, I might as well just get the rest. <laughs> but, anyways, <laughs> let's move on to um, let's move on to kind of my next question, which is kind of goal setting. Um, I'm someone who, you know, for my life, for my business, I set goals oftentimes. Um, I know UBB probably has goals or and objectives, and I probably know that I know that you probably have some goals, whether they be light goals or, um, more serious goals. Let's talk about goals for a second. Let's let's hear what are some of the goals that you know UBB has for 2021, uh, moving forward, and then we can kind of transition to some of the goals that you have awesome. for
1: 2021. Um, so definitely for United by Blue, we like I said, we're focusing on um, growing our cleanups. So. One of the things that happened late last year in 2020, it feels weird to say that that's last year, but last year, 2020, um, we actually did our first international cleanups and they are high yield. Obviously right now we're not gathering big groups of a community together with COVID. Um, So we did our first um, cleanup in the Philippines and gathered tons and tons of trash and recycling. And we're trying to grow that into South America um and i think also indonesia so it's it's huge it's growing like crazy we have um a few people on that team that kind of work on just all all of the logistics for it because it's massive
0: man that's incredible that's incredible i mean and that's that brings you know joy to me just knowing that you know those regions of the world are also getting the attention and Mm -hmm. um i mean just imagine the impact that the UBB can have, you know, uh, the more it spreads globally. That's just, it's, it's incredible. And I, I, I bet it's really exciting too. I mean, especially for the, the co-founders and for you, for you yourself, it's just so, um, to see the the growth of a business and to see the, the, the things that you can affect.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Um, let's talk a little bit about your goals. Uh, do you have any goals currently for 2021, anything that you're kind of working towards, whether it be personally or work related, it could be either one.
1: It kind of fits into both, actually. Um, I feel like I'm one of those people. I'm a people pleaser, so I feel like when I'm creating content, I'm whether it's writing. Like a lot of time, I'm doing the writing right now um, for, I mean, like captions to some of our our infographics and like more informative content. Um, I tend to like worry, like, oh, is it going to be funny? Is it? Are people going to like it? Are they going to like the way this photo looks? And I get in my head with that so and I mean that's in my Mm -hmm. personal work too or where I see another photographer that I look up to I'm like oh I wish it looked more like this I wish I had done I wish my work looked more like this person's that kind of thing so I think one of my main goals is kind of just to stick to my own style and kind of just be happy with what I'm doing and think like you know this is my initial thought it is good it's it's not it doesn't need to be more like this person's work or I don't know so I think I don't know how to word that necessarily but just kind of sticking to my own sticking to my guns a little bit and happy with what I'm coming up with and creating
0: definitely I mean I think we we all second guess ourselves and Um, that's a great goal to have, I think, because I, because like I said, we all second guess ourselves and we want that kind of validation sometimes Mm -hmm. from other people. Like, oh, are you sure this is good? Like, are you, are you sure? And, and you, and most times it is. And, um, Sticking to your guns, trying things out, seeing if it fails or if it it succeeds—excuse me—is uh is just a good learning, you know, learning process for anybody, right? And and no content is perfect. Nobody, you know, nobody has a perfect piece of content. You know, not Kylie Jenner or anybody. Everyone has things that they can improve on and, and do better. Um, and so that's I love that goal. That's a great goal. Um. Da-da-da-da-da. I got lost in the sauce.
1: <laughs> I wish I wrote um, things down more. I wish I was one of those people that like was better with self-help. Cause I feel like if I wrote things down, I had these goals like set out, I'd be better at achieving them. So that's another thing. It's just kind of, I need to be more organized with that. I think I'd, I'd get more done that way.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Maybe you should have a goal to write down yeah, your I- goals. That might be a good one.
1: <laughs> I write lists every single day, but I don't necessarily cross <laughs> it all off. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um I think we're coming to the conclusion of the podcast but there are some key questions I want to ask before okay. we finish up. Um you're you're fairly young. How how old are you if you don't mind me
1: asking? I will be 24 in 2 months. So
0: in I'm 2 months you'll be 24. So so we are the exactly the same age. Oh wow. And that means we went to college at the same time. Yeah. We live we live through the world at the same <laughs> time. Um but there's someone right now who's listening who is in a position who may be younger, could be older, could be the same age, and they are, you know, looking at you, Aubrey, and they're like, man, she she's working at a great company, a sustainable company, a, a sustainable brand, um, you know, she's in a position that I want to be in, right, right? Um, what, what advice do you have to someone who wants to be in a position that you're in that you can give them that they can maybe start to cultivate in their life and, and try to work towards finding a business such as United by Blue and actually finding a role in that business?
1: First of all, you make it sound like my life is perfectly put together. I wish I felt that way. Um, but honestly, I feel like voicing your opinion to your team and management is very important. Um, when I look at how I landed in this position, I don't think that they would have necessarily considered calling me right away when this position opened. If I hadn't told Kelly and the rest of my team, like I, I would love to end up in the social media field. I didn't see myself being a photographer full time. I didn't think that that was the direction I wanted to stay in with my career. So I think, being vocal about that. And I mean, from the start, even as a photographer in that position, they let me get involved with Leah as the social media coordinator at the time. They let me help her. They let me design content for her. Um, And I spent a lot of time just kind of like listening to what she was doing on a daily basis. And I learned a lot from that. And that really helped me prepare for this position, not knowing that it would open. And when it did, I was ready for it. So I think I'm I'm very glad that I I told everyone, like, I want to end up in social. And you might not necessarily know that you want to go that direction because social is not completely what I thought it was. Um, Mm. But I'm really glad that I'm here now and I'm learning about it and then I can make those decisions for the rest of my career in the future.
0: Definitely. And I think also there's a piece that you mentioned earlier on in the podcast, which was um, you 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 work part time, right? Initially, mm-hmm. and and in working part time, you kind of you you, you pay your dues in that respect. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, a lot of young people, a lot of people, our generation, don't necessarily want to pay their dues, and so I think that's super important for for a lot of people to realize too. Is not you know, I mean, obviously what Aubrey said is is really important. I, my point is, pay your dues, and then you'll find your way in positions as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um. This question I have next is a really uh, interesting question that I want to ask. Uh kind of along the same lines of goal setting, but it's more so about dreaming. <laughs> and um I don't know, I consider myself to be a dreamer, a very positive person. Um and, and I, my girlfriend often calls me a dreamer because of how optimistic I am, but um what is one one dream that you have? It could be personal. It could be um, work related. It could be going to the moon. It could be riding (laughs) Disneyland's Disney slide. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Just what is one dream that you have?
1: So I, you sound like you're the definition of my dad. My dad is a dreamer, but he also, he's very positive, but he achieves those things and he usually does it on his own. So like house projects to, he, he built a tennis court, like, My dad Gets things done and he's like, no, I can do this. And I I wish I had a little more of that. I tend to be a little more of a pessimist when it comes to my dreams and what I can achieve. And I think I just get anxious about trying to achieve it all at once or within a time period, or I kind of like limit myself that way. But um, my fiance is an architectural designer. Um, So he works for a firm in this area who they actually restore old homes in the area. And we just happened to buy one of these old homes in the area. So we're super excited to get started on it. Um, and I think a lot of times I had wished I maybe went into the field of interior design or architectural design. I thought I wanted to for a long time and switch that before college. But I think mm-hmm. one of my dreams would be, this is like totally off the charts with what I'm doing right now, but kind of getting more into that design field, um, I do not have a college education for that, but (laughs) I think I would just, we'd love to be able to work on homes together and make a living off of it. Um, We're excited to take this first project on. So I think we'll see where this goes and (laughs) if I can stay positive throughout it all, Um, but eventually being able to help other people restore their historic homes and renovate and come up with the designs and everything I think Getting into that role would be a huge dream of mine. Definitely,
0: that's <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's definitely a great dream. And um, yeah, yeah, interior design, interior decorating, and just revamping. It's so it's so cool to see after yeah. it's you know the before and after is one of the coolest things. That's a that's a part of that. Um, but one of the last questions I wanted to ask you, Aubrey. Um, wait. That was my last question. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. It was a good one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, I've never done that before in my life. Everyone, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, well, thank you. That was yeah. That was that was that was an incredible. How can I recover from this? That was an, you were an, you were an incredible guest. Um, I think I think there was a lot of value packed into the episode. You were a great person to talk with um and where can people find out more about you
1: well considering i have like seven accounts on my my instagram in the bottom right corner um <laughs> i run like the two for ubb we have like a local philadelphia account for a week or we actually have cafes um two store cafes with united by blue so i have those two yeah. accounts i technically have three personal accounts so i'll give oh, you gosh. one <laughs> and that would be aubrey <laughs> underscore abel um, so just my first name, underscore, my last name. Um, that's the one I'm most active on. I do have a photography account. They're, they're all linked. So, <laughs> Cool. <laughs> you can see it all.
0: Cool. Definitely. Well, Aubrey, thank you so much for being a guest today. Thanks for having me. Um, it was me, a bro. pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. It was a pleasure having you. Um, and hopefully you can stay warm and, and the weather gets a little bit nicer.
1: Same. Same to you.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Beyond the Garment Podcast. We hope you gain some value from it. Wherever you are in the world, have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll see you next time.